Hey guys, how you doing tonight? Good. Thank you. Uh, my name is Joseph, and I've been asked to pray for the darkness over our world. So if you'll pray with me. Dear Lord, we come to you in this time of darkness in our world. All these things that are happening, Lord, tragedy, sickness, hate, and death, that just shroud our world in this darkness. We know, Lord, that you can and you want to deliver us from this darkness around us, and that is why you sent your son. Your son that died for us on this day in order that we could be delivered from the darkness of this world around us. The darkness and the sin of this world is nothing compared to your power and love that you show us, Lord. The bad things that try to surround us do not compare to the light that you bring us through your Son and the Spirit. Even as we feel surrounded by the darkness and the fear of this world, when we reach out to you, you show us that you are always near to us. We are able to reach out to you and you will be waiting there, Lord. For you do not want us to be living in the darkness of this world. You want us to live in the warm, bright deliverance of you. You did not leave us in the darkness of our own mistakes and choices, but you gave up your only son out of such great love that we could have a way out of this darkness and back to you. Even as we see all this darkness, Lord, we know that this is not the place that will be the end. The place we belong is with you. You guide us with your everlasting life, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 I'm just going to talk a little bit just about how, how Christ came. I love the story. I'm going to come out here so I can see all your faces. And I need my glasses. You guys don't make fun of me tonight. The last time I tried to read from this Bible, I didn't use my glasses, and it just took me forever to get through the passages. But <laughs> doesn't it look great? Thanks. Is that my husband? <laughs> he keeps us laughing. Aren't you so excited that we can laugh in the kingdom of God? That's right. We can have joy. Man, tonight we should have joy because of what Christ did for us. I love, I love, love, love to read the Old Testament. I love to hear um, and read about Israel, about Israel, about, about God's people, Israel. And I love to read about all the mistakes they made. Because you know what? They are just like us. They are just like us. And this is what it says in Isaiah 59. And this is the prophet Isaiah talking to the Israelites. Listen, the Lord is not too weak to save you, and he is not becoming deaf. He can hear you when you call. But there is a problem. Your sins have cut you off from God. Your hands are the hands of murderers and your fingers are filthy with sin. Your mouth is full of lies and your lips are tainted with corruption. No one cares about being fair and honest. And he goes on and on and tells them about all of the sinful things and the ways they're living. They cheat and shortchange everyone. Nothing they do is productive. All their activity is filled with sin. 
And then at the end of that whole discourse, he says, no wonder we are in darkness when we expected light. No wonder we are walking in the gloom. No wonder we grope like blind people and stumble along. Even at brightest noontime, we fall down as though it were dark. Does this sound familiar? When I read that passage, I'm thinking, man, that just sounds like our people. It sounds like all of us. It sounds like, sounds like me. <laughs> but then light came. The light they were looking for. This is John chapter 1. In the beginning, the word already existed. He was with God and he was God. He was in the beginning with God. He created everything there is. Nothing is this that he didn't make. Life itself was in him, and this life gives life to gives light to everyone. The light shines through the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. This was God's plan. And Jesus was the light that came into the world. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was going to come into the world. But although the world was made through him, the world didn't recognize him when he came. Even in his own land and among his own people, he was not accepted. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. Amen? So we have that right today, and we have something to praise God about today, don't we? Hi, I'm Erin. I'm a grateful believer. We usually do Friday nights here, so I'm going to introduce myself like I would. Um, I'm in recovery for codependency, um, fear, and not trusting God. I believe that there's power in prayer. And so I'm going to pray, and I'm, I hope that each one of you will join me in this prayer and just lift this prayer for our community um, in darkness. Heavenly Father, we know that you are awesome, amazing, and all-powerful. Thank you for sending your son to the cross to die for our sins and dispel the darkness which surrounded us. I pray for those in our community who do not know you, who are still living in darkness, deception and depravity. I pray that your light would pierce the darkness in our community. I pray that your light would envelop our community and we would experience a revival. I pray for the hurting, that you would be comfort to them. I pray for the deceived, that their eyes will be opened. And I lift up those who live in captivity of doubt, deception, loneliness, loneliness and this depravity. And I ask that they would find your love that passes all understanding, that they would believe they are made by a good and loving God, and that they would be convicted of the depravity, and they would live in, and look to you and be saved. I ask for the love of God and the truth of salvation to permeate our community and that your light would shine through our darkness. Lord, I also pray for the hate and lack of understanding in our hearts, that we would be healed and we would love the unlovable and love as you have loved us. Thank you for the miracles we see and the lives that are being saved. Thank you for going to the cross for our sin. In your powerful name I pray, amen.
I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ who struggles with um, anxiety and denial and recently stuffing emotions uh, like I'm at a Build-A-Bear workshop. So my name's Andrea. Um, Would you pray with me? We're going to pray for our family and friends in darkness tonight. Precious Lord Jesus, who is like you? There is no one else who would leave his home of eternal glory and light for a world full of people walking in darkness. But even in our darkness, Jesus, your light has dawned on us. And so, for our friends and family who are walking in spiritual darkness, who do not know the healing and rest that comes from living in your light, we pray that your light would find them today in their fear, in their pain, in their wandering lostness. Burden them, Lord, with the weariness over their sin and open their eyes to the brokenness of their ways. And it's hard for us to pray for our friends and family um, this prayer, Lord, but we ask even that you would remove safety nets and crutches that are propping up their illusion of self-reliance and bring them quickly to the end of themselves so that when they glimpse the goodness and freedom of your light, Jesus, they will recognize you not only as a good and reasonable way out of their darkness, but the only way. We know it's no accident that these people are in our lives and on our hearts tonight because you put us together, Lord. So make us bold, make us humble and completely dependent on your Holy Spirit's power as we share the light of your son with those you long to save. We pray now also for our friends and family who do know and love your light, Jesus, but who are burdened with other types of darkness. We pray that you would light the way for the helpless and the hopeless, for those at the end of their rope. We pray you would light the way for those drowning in grief or fear or depression. Jesus, shine your light into the dark places and hurts in our marriages, in our families and relationships. Jesus, light the way for those who are weary from illness or physical limitation. We ask especially that you would comfort us in our darkness, Christ, because you have walked through it yourself, spit on, ridiculed, tortured, abandoned, and left to die. You took the punishment our darkness deserved to save us, not only from eternal darkness, but also so that when we walk through darkness, even today, you are with us. We pray this for the glory in honor of your great name. Amen. Uh, Father, we thank you, Lord. On our left, our right, all around us, there is your presence. And uh, Father, I pray tonight, Lord, that you would even make us even more aware uh, of your presence than ever before. Uh, Thank you, Lord, for being the light in our lives. Thank you, Lord, for being our hope, our answer, our everything. And, Lord, I just pray for each one here tonight that you would strengthen each one of us and help us to keep looking to you every step of the way. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, guys, good evening. And I I do want to thank you all so much uh, for joining us for this special Good Friday 
service. And uh, as you know, throughout Holy Week at our church here at SHBC, the theme has been greater than. And um, we need help here. We got, let me help her real quick and Diane, and then we'll get going. And uh, so we've been doing these, uh, th- this theme tonight, Greater Than, and, and tonight what we're really concentrating on is that Jesus is greater than darkness. Jesus is greater than darkness. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay. Well, I don't know about you, but um, when I go to bed at night and it's dark in the room or it's dark outside, uh, there's still enough lighting for like when my eyes adjust, I can still see a little bit. Like I can still see through the darkness. Like we have a nightlight on and there's a lamp in our, our bathroom. And, and so that helps us when we get up at night to be able to find our way there without stumbling. But even without that light, even without the nightlight and the lamp on, there seems to always be some light around. We have street lights on giving light through the window or exterior house lights giving light through the window, digital clocks giving off light. There just always seems to be a little bit of, you know, what's your eyes adjust, a way to see through the darkness and make make our way. I've only, it's always just kind of a partial darkness type of thing. I've only experienced total darkness one time. And I'll never forget this. My family and I were visiting California and we went on this gold mine tour, a gold mine tour. And they, this tour guide took us deep into this mine. I don't know how far we went into this mine, but it was, it, it was crazy. And, and it was lit up every step of the way. And as we got deep into the mine, the tour guide said, hey, I want you all to experience something that you may have never experienced. And the tour guide shut off all the lights in the mine. And that's exactly what I said. <laughs> I was like, whoa, that's different. First of all, I couldn't, I, like, I couldn't see the hand in front of my face if I put it there. My family is all around me. And I could not make any figures out at all of people in that, in that mind. But it was even more than that. It actually felt, I could feel the darkness. Like it was weighing down upon me. It was burdensome. It felt oppressive. In fact, we, my family and I were to the tour guide, okay, that's enough. Like turn the lights back on. That, that, that's too much. Please get some lighting back on. And I think in our own lives, sometimes it's too much. Like, like, like it's, things happen in our lives where it just feels really heavy and oppressive. And, and, and we're praying and crying out to God, God, please give some lighting on in this situation, in this circumstance, because I don't see how things are going to get better. God, please turn some lighting on in this bondage I'm experiencing, because I think I'm going to be stuck this way for a long time. Lord, please get some lighting on, because I don't see any freedom in this situation or any, any healing or something like that. God, please, because it's too much. But I want to tell you that tonight, of all nights is a good reminder that there is someone greater than darkness and his name is Jesus Christ, right? Right, like in a relationship with him, there's always enough light to lead you into freedom, to lead you into healing, to lead you into hope and to strengthen you. His name is Jesus, he's greater than the darkness. And I wanna talk about how he's greater than darkness tonight. You know, 
I was studying about the first Good Friday and, and Matthew, Mark, and Luke all record that when Jesus died on the cross from noon until 3 p.m., darkness covered the whole land. Now, we all know that's strange. That's, a, that's the heart of the day. Darkness should not be covering the whole land from noon until 3. We know that's, that's weird. And that, that cannot be explained away by eclipses. We've all been through eclipses and even total eclipses, and they only last a few minutes, and the darkness is not very thick anyway. It's still partial darkness, but this darkness on this Good Friday from noon until three was not partial darkness. It was actually thick, oppressive darkness. Why? What did the darkness represent? Well, darkness in scripture always represents God's judgment. This is a side note, but I want to say this, that hell, I don't know if you knew this or not, but hell is actually described more as outer darkness than it is by fire. Did you know that? Hell is a dark place. You know why? Because the light of God's countenance, the light of God's glory and majesty, the light of God's presence has turned away from that place. Hell is a dark place. But what's so interesting is darkness came over the whole land, representing that darkness was over the whole human race. God's judgment was over the whole human race because we all fall short. None of us are righteous. But what's so cool when you study Jesus on that Friday, going through the passion, going through the suffering, is he always remained calm. Like they're beating him and whipping him and scourging him and doing all these things, wounding him, and he's remaining calm. They nail him to the cross, and he's remaining calm. He remains calm throughout the whole suffering, except when darkness came over the whole land. Jesus actually got loud in the darkness. He cried out in the darkness. And it wasn't because of the nails in his feet and hands. It wasn't because of the wounds on his body. It wasn't because people were walking by and ridiculing him and mocking him, scorning him. He wasn't shouting back because of that or anything. It got loud in the darkness because he was taking the judgment that we deserved. It's why the gospel writers record that in the darkness, on the cross, when darkness was covering the whole land, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The light of God's countenance turned away from him. He was experiencing that thick, oppressive, total darkness in his soul as he was taking on our guilt, taking on our sins, taking on the punishment for our sins, God's judgment. He cried out in the darkness, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He cried out in the darkness, into your hands, Father. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And he died. But what is so good about Good Friday 
is that even though Jesus experienced that darkness, that thick, oppressive, burdensome darkness in his soul, even though darkness was covering the whole land, you know what? The darkness could not cause him to let go. The darkness could not cause him to abandon his mission to save you and to save me. The darkness could not stop him from loving you and being with you. And I want you to know that tonight. A good Friday is a good reminder. No matter what the darkness you're going through right now, no matter how heavy things are going or how burdensome things are feeling, Jesus is with you because he's greater than darkness. And let's not forget on that Friday... When darkness covered the whole land and Jesus is getting loud in the darkness and he commits his spirit to the Father and he dies, the first thing that happened is that the curtain in the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. That was very significant because only one person could have access to God, could get close to God, and that was the high priest once a year. Everybody else, so much of the world was shut off from closeness with God. No one could get all the way in. Women, when they came to the temple, they could only get so far. The court, they had the, the courts for the women. Gentiles, when they came to the temple, they could only get so far. They had their own courts. Jewish males could only get so far. Even priests could only get so far. Only the high priests could get all the way in to the Holy of Holies. So much of the world was shut off from God. But you know what? On that Good Friday, <laughs> the temple the curtain in the temple was torn in two. That means all barriers have been removed, which further means that Jesus did his greatest work in and through the darkness. He removed all barriers. I don't care what you've done, what you haven't done, who you are. You have access to God because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross because he is greater than darkness. Isn't that amazing? He always works in and through the darkness, never, ever Ever forget that. He is with you in the darkness, and he is always working in and through the darkness. When you walked in the door, you received a card that looks like this. It says, Jesus is greater than darkness. Jesus is greater than darkness. In a little while, we're going to be taking communion. Right now, it's kind of some self-examination time. And I want to ask this question. Where is it dark in your life right now? Where are you begging God to shed some light? Where does it feel heavy and weighing you down? Where are you having a hard time seeing that Jesus is with you and is working in and through that difficult situation? I want you to be honest and write it down on this card tonight. Is it a family situation right now? As Andrew was praying for our families and friends living in darkness, is it that? You see no, no change, no light in that situation. Is it a personal situation? Going through some sort of bondage right now where you think, I'm just going to be stuck like this for the rest of my life. I see no way out. Write it down tonight. Maybe it's something in your past that's causing you not to experience the intimacy that you that you are supposed to be having with God right now because you think you've gone too far or something like that. Is it your future? You're so worried about the future that you can't really live in today and see God's presence right now and His work right now. Maybe right now you're living in the bitterness, that darkness called bitterness and resentments and 
hurts that you can't shake, something like that. Maybe it's a financial situation, a health crisis, I don't know. Where does it seem heavy right now and dark? It's different right now. You're not experiencing the freedom and the healing that God wants you to. I just want you to write it down tonight. And during this next song, we're going to invite you to come up to these crosses and nail these cards to the cross. And then what it represents tonight is that, yes, I trust you, Lord, that you are with me, and I trust that you're working in and through the darkness because you're greater than the darkness. That's what it represents tonight. So you write that down. We'll have ushers up here handing you nails and, and, and hammers. This is a time of participation and worship. You come as you're led.